0: From the Montana Kymen, University of Montana's independent, student-run newspaper, this is the Kyman Cast for the week of September 13th. I'm Austin Amastoy. University of Montana students eager to join a sorority during Rush, Greek Life's biggest recruiting week, will find one less option available this year. UM's chapter of the Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority unceremoniously suspended operations at the end of the spring 2021 semester after more than 100 years on campus. Kappa alumni cite falling membership and financial instability as factors in the shutdown. Kappa Kappa Gamma's closure comes amid stagnant enrollment numbers at the university and waning interest in Greek life, even as a previously defunct fraternity reopened its doors last year and swelled to more than 20 members. Kaiman news editor Mazana Borboom shares the stories of several past and present sorority and fraternity members as they assess the state of Greek life at the University of Montana. Meizana, good morning and welcome to the Cast.
1: Good morning, Austin. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. So I would like to lead this week with a confession, which is that I know very little about Greek life at all. So as we're talking about Kappa Kappa Gamma, I would really like you to fill me in. What exactly is going on with Kappa Kappa Gamma at the University of Montana?
2: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Yeah, well, honestly, before doing this story, I knew very little about Greek life as well. Um, as of this fall, there is no Kappa Kappa Gamma at UM. It um, shut its doors at the end of last semester after being suspended for low membership. Kappa Kappa Gamma has been at UM since March 20th, 1909. Well, thank goodness I'm a- uh, their colors are light blue and dark blue their motto is aspire to be their values are friendship mutual support opportunities for self growth respect for intellectual
0: development with
1: the
2: blue on blue by the end of the week
0: well those are all fine values to have listed on a website but I would guess that it hasn't all been smooth sailing for Kappa Kappa gamma at UF. goodness Not at all. Uh,
1: Really when things started to get really bad for Kappa was in 2015 when their former house mom, Sherry Lynn Sweet, embezzled $10,000 from the house, uh, spending Money that was meant for the sorority on uh, clothes for herself, food, and alcohol for herself. Uh, she was arrested and, and convicted for it. She admitted to it. Um, but Kappa Kappa Gamma hasn't been able to really recover from that. And I think it's been a lot worse than the Kappa members at the time ever thought it would be. Um, since then, membership rates have really been going down and without enough enrollment and and enough membership pledges in the sorority, they don't have enough, um, you know, money to maintain their house to uh, get out of this debt that they were put in
0: from uh, Sherry Lynn. So this national sorority with 100 years of operation at UM shuts its doors without any fanfare last semester. And you're saying it started with a house mother embezzling $10,000 in 2015.
1: So last semester, Kappa Kappa Gamma had 20 members, but 16 of them planned on leaving. There were only four who wanted to come back. Um, So at that point, they really just didn't have enough members to keep the house going. And so they they petitioned for the suspension. Um, But yeah, it was just a really high stress environment for them for these last few years I mean there were not enough girls to fill the house not enough girls to fill all the leadership positions that they had within the house I mean many of them had two or three uh, positions within the house and they had this kind of atmosphere of I think stress just around all this financial problems that they were having as a house and it really dragged the atmosphere down for them.
0: Who does Kappa's closure impact, though? You know, I'm sure there were members of the sorority still enrolled. You know, you, like you mentioned those 20, and, and some had still planned to come back.
1: Yeah, so I spoke with Tiffany McFarland. She was one of the four girls who was planning on coming back. Uh, she was vice president of the Panhellenic Board at the time.
2: I joined Kappa as I had seen the positive effect of Greek life on my sister at MSU. And I was a Girl Scout for 13 years, and I know knew the value of sisterhood, and I wanted to find that on this campus.
1: I met with Tiffany at the university. Uh, we met outside of the Lomason Center and started walking down the brick path that's kind of right in front of where the Grizz statue is, toward University Avenue. How does it feel walking back to it now that it, you don't live it's, there anymore? It's been a while. It's a bit of a trip. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Sort of Greek row, but not really Greek row anymore. Another house coming up here that has letters on it still. Wow. Uh, That's no longer a fraternity house.
2: Oh, wow. It's kind of crazy. Greek life has moved a lot in Missoula.
0: And when you got to the house, what did it look like, sitting empty?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the Kappa Kappa Gamma house is kind of grand. This is Kappa. Oh, yay. The old- It's a very photogenic building. Yes, it's a gorgeous building from a distance. (laughs) It used to be the mansion that the mayor lived in. Um, I mean, it's huge three-story house with big, like, pillars. Um, When you get up closer, I mean, there are empty pots where there used to be dead trees. Uh, There's a no trespassing sign on the door. Uh, there's a chandelier that is always lit on the inside of the window. It's, it's very grand, but it's kind of falling apart a little bit too.
2: So, yes, it's not is so the... gorgeous inside. <laughs> no, it's an old building, and we've, as you've probably heard, we had some financial issues. So, it just needs some love. It just needs some love.
0: So, the Kappa Kappa Gamma house was in trouble just as much as the more intangible aspects of the sorority were too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, The house had asbestos. It was not really safe for the girls to be living in. Uh, There were structural integrity issues with the house. Um, There were bedrooms that girls couldn't live in because they just could fall apart. Um, The whole first floor of the house is made of this ancient wood, basically, that Tiffany explained. they had to wear shoes on the first floor because sweat was bad for the wood and it could it could ruin it because it was so old. Um, it was just, it was a very old house.
2: Terms, it was incredibly high stress. It was basically impossible to complete everything headquarters had asked of us. It was high stress to the point where girls, I will say it was not safe to live in the house at the time. I am going to admit that there are internal problems inside of the building.
1: And as for the, the intangibles, uh, I mean, there was rising cost of, of room and board. It, I mean, Tiffany said it wasn't that terrible. Uh, she said it was actually less expensive to stay in the Greek house than it was to stay in a dorm on campus, but it was still pretty expensive. I mean, everybody remembers being in the dorms on campus. You know, Tiffany explained that there was a lot of stress on the members last year and in and, and previous years to, I guess, make up this this financial burden that was on the house, on the chapter, and it was not really possible for them. Yeah,
2: it was a lot of pressure on new members, and I won't deny it. I think they felt when they came into the house and learned of the probation. They came in and they learned that they were basically our last hope, that we were so low on membership that if
0: they quit, we were basically done. <laughs> but how did she describe her time in the sorority to you? I mean, what? What did she like? What did she not like?
1: Yeah, so the best parts of being in the sorority were the connections that they had. Um, Tiffany said that she felt very close to many of the girls that she lived with.
2: When we were having good days, the energy about the house was so positive. We all really just wanted to look out for each other, and we did put in the effort to make sure we knew we were present for one another.
1: (laughs) But the things that were haunting KKG all of this financial burden and secrecy really just threw off the vibe for her.
0: And opinions on Greek life are mixed around campus too, right?
1: Yeah, so in my reporting, I found this Instagram page called Abolish Greek Life UMT. Uh, They have 200, almost 200 followers and they've been posting a lot about the problems that are inherent within Greek life and uh, what needs to change.
0: What was Abolish Greek Life's reaction to the closure of Kappa Kappa Gamma?
1: They saw it as a victory. For them, one less Greek life chapter at the University of Montana is one step closer to abolishing Greek life at the university entirely.
0: Mezana, has there been any good news at all for Greek life at UM in recent years?
1: Yeah, so the fraternity Sigma Alpha Epsilon, uh, they were founded at UM in February of 1927, but they were shut down in 2019 for similar reasons to Kappa Kappa Gamma. But some of the former members of SAE reached out to an alum of the fraternity, and they were able to, um, on a national Greek life level, kind of pull some strings and and figure out how to bring them back. One of the problems with the former SAE was this reputation they have uh, for sexual assault. It's kind of a national level issue with this fraternity. Um, they have the. Nickname Sexual Assault Expected, Mm. uh, S-A-E. And one of the former KKG girls I talked to actually said when she joined in 2018, the year before S-A-E went away, she was told not to go to any of their parties because she would get raped there. But the current president of Sigma Alpha Epsilon, Kevin Patera, wanted to kind of leave behind that legacy and make a new name for SAE, one that is not so awful, I suppose. That wasn't even, that's a national thing, mm-hmm. which is a terrible, terrible stigma to have. Um, and I know that we had it here especially. Um, there was even a book about the football players and it mentioned fraternities as well. I don't know if SAE was named, but um, that's something we take I personally take it really seriously, and a lot of the other guys, like all of them, do as well. They're really trying to rebrand the fraternity as a place that is focused on academics and supporting one another and treating others, especially women, correctly.
0: So, Kevin Patera. I imagine he has some thoughts on how Greek life as a whole needs to change if it's going to be sustainable moving into the future.
1: Kevin acknowledged that there were some issues with Greek life. So he thinks that um, one thing that they really need to do is is change the stereotypes, um, really focus on, you know, not being, like, the typical frat that just has parties all the time. And I think we're on track to doing what kind of needs to be done around Greek life, starting Montana, but maybe even nationally. It's just getting a good group of guys, not all about the parties, not all about the social lives, more about what it was meant for when it started, which was the academics, the community, and being part of an organization.
0: Did anyone else affiliated with Kappa Kappa Gamma share those opinions?
1: Definitely. uh,
0: Tiffany did.
1: One of the things that she said was a problem within Kappa Kappa Gamma and Greek life as a whole was secrecy. I mean, she wasn't told when she joined that they were on probation. And then when she was uh, recruiting members last year, she was told that she wasn't allowed to tell them that they were on probation. And she said that was a really big problem, and she thinks that if they were more open with people, then you know, people would trust Greek life more, and there wouldn't be so many negative associations and stereotypes with it.
2: I personally feel that unless Greek life
1: opens up and realizes
2: they've got to make some serious changes to how they've been operating, it's a negative outlook for them. Just the world is changing, and Greek life has to catch up.
1: Another Kappa Kappa Gamma member also mentioned some similar issues. Reagan Smith, a junior social work major, uh, was part of Kappa Kappa Gamma last year, the last year before it was suspended. And she said there were a lot of issues with Kappa and Greek life in general, Um, particularly that secrecy element was a big one for her. And she also mentioned problems with inaccessibility within Greek life one of my biggest problems with greek life is how inaccessible it is to like
2: people that are not financially able to afford it if they continue to keep making people pay as much as they are they're not going to reach a lot of
0: people that they could be reaching
1: reagan said that she honestly didn't disagree with the abolish greek life umt instagram page
2: i got to meet some really great people (laughs) overall i would never do it again um (laughs) i don't know if it was just like the situation and what our sorority had been through in the past
1: and how we were doing in the moment that just made it so much harder but it was not a very good environment and um, yeah it was I wouldn't do it again
0: <laughs> for Greek life at UM Mezana, the future seems equally complicated and I guess to kind of cap off what you've learned from all the people that you've talked to for this story what have you gleaned is lost if Greek life is lost At UM? What are the consequences of Kappa's shutdown and its shutdown as a reflection of the decline of Greek life at UM in general?
1: One thing that everybody I talked to told me was that they made some of their best friends within Greek life, within their houses. They were able to form really strong bonds and connections with people and it's something that they might not have otherwise had. Um, there's also lots of opportunities within Greek life for networking and connecting and finding leadership roles and, and learning new things. Um, I mean, each of the different members told me about something that they learned specifically within Greek life that they are better for. Um, So, while there are many problems with Greek life, it also has its merits. It's a great way to bring people together, and some people would really miss it if it were gone.
0: Well, Mezana, thank you for sharing your reporting with us.
1: You're welcome, Austin. It was great speaking with you.
0: Baizana asked the person behind the Abolish Greek Life UMT Instagram page about the organization's position on Kappa Kappa Gamma's closure. They said in a direct message, quote, We are glad to see that KKG is shutting down. Greek life is rooted in a history of exclusion, rape culture, and especially homophobia. It's overall a toxic system, and it's not something that UM needs to uphold and support anymore. Mezana also asked Tiffany McFarland how she would respond to that statement.
2: I think they were valid 20 years ago. (laughs) Um, And I think there is a history that we do need to acknowledge at the campus, but we also need to acknowledge the athletics department creating a very similar culture. Um, And that we are open to hearing these critiques and that they can't be fixed unless we talk to one another. We can't have a discussion without someone mm-hmm. holding out the olive branch
0: you can read our full story on the kappa kappa gamma sorority shutdown in this week's paper hitting newsstands and our website on thursday september 16th the kaiman cast is produced and edited by me austin amistoy reporting by Mezana borboom that's it for this week's episode next time The effects of a new NCAA policy allowing athletes to make money off their likeness for the first time. I'll see you there.